Welcome to another podcast by Dr. Dennis Smith, Senior Pastor of Covenant Life Ministries. To find out more, go to lifeandfocustv.com. You know, it's vital that in a world that's filled with so many voices that we learn to hear clearly the voice of God. Now, we need to hear his heart. We need to hear his instruction, his guidance. So very important. Hearing God's word can change your life and can change your future. And God is still speaking to his people. And as we've seen the last few weeks in John chapter 10, verse 27, Jesus makes that quite clear. And he says, my sheep, and remember, he's the great shepherd, the good shepherd, the great shepherd. We as his followers are his sheep. That's how it's referred to here in this passage. And we see so many ways that he is our shepherd. Just read Psalm 23. But in this verse, it says, my sheep, Jesus says, my sheep hear or recognize my voice. He doesn't say they, they might, or maybe perhaps. He says, my sheep hear or recognize my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. New Living Translation says, my sheep listen to my voice. God is speaking. The question is, are we listening? Now, when we talk about hearing the voice of God, we need to understand that, uh, that really I don't think there's any of us that have all of this figured out. This is a learning process. This is something we grow into, that we learn to hear him better and better. Amen? Now, we do need to know what God's saying. We've seen some of the ways that he speaks. He speaks through his creation, through nature. He reveals himself. He certainly speaks through his word, the inspired word of God, the scripture, which is without error, which is God-breathed. You can go to the word and God will speak to you through his word. And we saw how the Holy Spirit speaks to us through the Holy Spirit who lives in us as believers and how if we learn to listen, be sensitive to the Holy Spirit, that he will speak to us. You know, God can speak to us in different ways. Have you ever heard God speak to you? Maybe, maybe you're watching some movie, and it might not be a real spiritual Christian movie, but something that's said by one of the characters there, something that's spoken, goes off inside of you, and it, it somehow, somehow God uses that to actually point you to some spiritual truth. You might... Uh, you may have experienced that. Maybe during worship, as we're worshiping the Lord, that something in that worship God brought to life in you. A song that someone sings, that God speaks to you through that song. I think one of the most powerful ways that God speaks to me is in worship. Certainly through His Word, but is in, in worship. The other day, we were out of town for a few days, and we drove by this uh, little church building, and uh, I, I'm, I always uh, 
pay close attention to church signs. They can be so interesting <laughs> and funny. And there's a sign out in front of the church building there. Uh, and I, we drove by it, the sign out in front. It gave the name of the church, the time of their service. And then on it were these words. Affliction is necessary. Join us Sunday for worship. <laughs> now, they didn't think that through. And then I, I, I remember, I remember the, the sign. The pastor, the pastor of the church had been ill, had been sick for a while. And they put out on their sign, uh, they, they said, God is good. Pastor Jones is better. I didn't think that one through either, I don't think. Came across one the other day of sign. It, it makes sense. It makes all the sense if you hear it correctly. It's important to hear things correctly. And the sign was very simple. It said, the church is out front, and it had this, this statement. It said, we love hurting people. <laughs> now think about that just for a moment. Your inflection, how you say things makes a tremendous... We love hurting people. Well, it's very important that we learn how to recognize what's being spoken to us to hear the voice of the Lord. And God, and what we're focusing on today is the fact that God uses people. He speaks through people. He'll speak to you through other people. I'm sure you experienced that. God, uh, in the Old Testament... You can go to several passages here in the Old Testament. You can find examples of where God spoke through prophets, through individuals, speaking, sharing with other people. Very important words. Oftentimes encouragement, words of challenge, uh, sometimes words of warning and judgment. But God used those people to speak to other people. And actually, the Bible talks about the importance that God uses people to share the message of salvation. That He works through people to bring about his purpose that people can come to know him and follow him. Paul makes this pretty clear in Romans chapter 10, verse 13, 14. Romans chapter 10, verse 13 and 14. Listen to this. It says, everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Isn't that great? Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. I mean, if you call on the Lord in faith, believe that Jesus died on the cross, rose from the dead, surrender your life to him, you're saved, which means you're redeemed, you're delivered from your sin, your sins are taken away, you have a relationship with God, your Father. You're born again, you have a home in heaven, all the wonderful things that goes with it. And Paul says, whoever calls on the name, there may be someone here this morning that needs to call on the name of the Lord. And what... What a great opportunity for you to do that. It says everyone. Verse 11 says, but how can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? Now, that's a good question. And how can they believe in him if they have not heard about him? This is important now. And how can they hear about him, get this, unless someone tells them? Most all of us know that we had opportunities in, in our life where people shared with us and God used them at different places in our life 
to present the gospel to us for us to recognize as the Holy Spirit spoke to us that we needed a Savior. And thank God for those people. Now, in the King James, it says, Paul says, it's put this way, it says, how can they believe without a preacher? How can they hear without a preacher? The Greek word there is messenger. Now, the primary messengers that God works through today is people, sharing with people. But God has supernaturally spoken through angels. We'll talk about that a couple, a couple of weeks from now. Spoken through angels, has revealed himself in miraculous ways. But usually he's working through people to share the message of salvation. Well, it matters what we listen to, doesn't it? It matters who we listen to, doesn't it? Now, there's all kinds of voices out there today. We've got kind of like on an information overload. And there's always someone willing to give you advice. Always. But remember, everything you hear is not from the Lord. Don't listen to everybody. And don't listen to just anybody. It's very important. Christine Kane says it this way, and I think this is really great. says, God provides divine alignments for divine assignments. In other words, God will align you with certain people in your life, and he will speak through them to align you with his word, his purpose, what he's saying to you. So we want to have the right people in our lives that God will speak through, and we want to be that person that God can speak through to others so that those alignments will be set up so that we can hear his assignments, hear what he wants to say to us. You could say when people are speaking into other people's lives, there's, I could define it in two categories. First of all, there are the intentional ones, the planned ones. These are people you're close to. These are people that you trust. These are people that you are in a relationship with. People that you have given permission to speak into your life. And we all need those people, by the way. We all need them. And so these are intentional voices. They're planned voices. Now, whether or not you listen to someone shouldn't always be based upon the level of their spiritual maturity. Now, it's important when you're listening to someone that they know Christ, that they're following Christ, but they don't have to be perfect. And you don't necessarily have to be at a certain spiritual level. People don't have to be at a certain spiritual level in order for you to listen and to receive a word from the Lord. I've had people share with me at times that were relatively new in their faith, and God used them mightily to say something that I needed to hear. He confirms some things through them. So sometimes we think that a person's got to be some great spiritual leader uh, at a certain place in their life, but oftentimes people that have just had experience and they've been tested are very good people to speak into us. Uh, It doesn't have to be a super spiritual person. It doesn't have to be a super spiritual moment. It may be sitting having lunch with them or coffee with them. It may be just at a, a, a moment when you're just spending time uh, in some different, different environment and God speaks a word through them to you. And here's where I, I need to insert that 
we as believers, particularly, this applies more to churches, I suppose, that are like that are like 250 to 300 people and, and, and under. Uh, churches that normally we, we kind of get to know one another pretty well. And uh, I, I know you can only know about a dozen or so people, really, you know, real good covenant relationship. You're very limited how many people you can really have that with. But in a church that's not like a, a mega church, and we're not a mega church yet. And where we are right now, uh, if you if you get about, if you get around before, during worship, or your, some of our other things, gatherings, you get to know some people, and some of the folks you know pretty well. And sometimes there's there's a problem that goes along with that, because we're familiar with them, we don't value them as much. Because of our familiarity with them, we don't listen to them as closely as we could. I find that oftentimes miss hearing from the Lord because when someone speaks to them, they say, oh, that's just so-and-so. And by the way, I know too much about, I know too much about them or I, I know them too well. And how would God just use them? Back years ago, um, and I know that this goes out uh, on the web and on Facebook, and a lot of people listen to it, and some of the folks uh, from the uh, church in Kentucky that we planted many, many years ago, um, they, uh, they watch or listen to this, and always glad that you guys can do that. We still appreciate the tremendous ministry up there and appreciate you guys. But I remember, uh, just to give an example, and this is not to be negative toward anyone, but we were uh, in, a, in a place there with uh, our, the children's ministry and with our day school, which was through the eighth grade at that time, I think. We were in a position of needing someone who could really come in and work with the preschoolers during the school hours and who would come on staff to, to oversee all the things that we were doing with, with the children in the ministry there and, and through the community. And... We'd had a young person that had been actually doing this for a long time, very faithful in it. And uh, for several years, worked hard. And then through the school, then, then I, I came before the group in leadership there. And uh, I shared with them about the importance. They were all in agreement. It's important for us to get someone to do that. And then they began to look at salaries to be paid. And it was interesting that when they looked at the, that particular individual, it affected how valuable they thought she was. That if you'd brought in a stranger who had come in to interview for that job, they would probably have shown more respect and been uh, more willing to really give strong support than they were this woman, which was one of the best ones that I've ever known to minister to children. But she continued working with us and everything, but eventually she got married. And, um, of course, she had had her college degree, went on, got her master's, and, and uh, was in, at um, Regent University. And... and um, 
then continued on and was in leadership in some areas at Regent University and helping with some of the events there. Um, eventually moved overseas, involved in ministry there. Uh, she'd been on staff at some large churches before she moved over there, doing a tremendous work. And everywhere you go, people would say, she's fantastic. She's tremendous. Her name was Cindy Brewer. And because she was in a setting where everyone was familiar with her, they didn't value her enough. You hear what I'm saying? This can happen in your family. Do you value your husband or your wife enough? Do you value those that you're close to, that you get familiar with, that you know well, or do you just kind of cast it aside and wait on some special word from someone else? So this is just a little... Uh, a little word to warn us, I think, and to help us understand that we need to be open to hear those, even those that we know very well that we are familiar with. It's so very important. Uh, Jesus couldn't do the miracles or the many mighty works he wanted to do in Nazareth because they were familiar with him. This is Joseph's son. We watched him grow up. You remember the adage, familiarity breeds contempt. So I just want to encourage you. Be open to people, people that, that, that you're familiar with. Be open to God. God can use them supernaturally. We see this oftentimes when people will go off to some big concert or some big uh, spiritual or church event or training seminar or conference and people are on the edge of their seats and they want to hear every word that's said and they get all involved in the worship. Isn't this wonderful? But when they come to their own home, their own church home, these are just people that they see every week. These are just people that they hear every week. And there's a danger of us not being as receptive to them as we should be, and perhaps God is speaking to us through them, but we don't really listen that closely. What do you think about that? You think that can happen? I mean, does anybody think that that can happen? Well, of course, all of us have seen that happen from time to time, but I think it's something that you and I need to be aware of. Those planned voices... Uh, it's good to have people in our life like that, people who are consistent in their faith, who genuinely care about us, people we trust, the, the, the planned people, people that we know. Right? And then there's the, what some people call random, but I don't exactly like the word random because I think for a Christian, we open God's always working in our lives, but th these are the unplanned people. Maybe someone crosses your path, someone that you meet, someone that you hear, maybe on, on radio, and this unplanned visit from the Lord comes and speaks through those people. And I know all of you probably experienced that. Now, through people, God speaks to us through people in, 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 in different ways. Certainly, he speaks through people giving us counsel and advice. And he speaks through people, and we'll, we'll hit this a couple of weeks from now. He, he speaks through people, through the gifts of the Spirit, through personal prophecy, that he gives someone a word to share with someone else. 
And, and I won't go into detail on that because that's something we're going to cover here just a little, little later in a couple of weeks. And words of knowledge and words of wisdom. And th- this may be something that you're not all that familiar with, but we're going to see the significance of it here when we talk about that later. But God uses those methods to speak to us through people. Now I want to point out four things very quickly before we close today. God speaks through people. God speaks through people. First of all, God speaks through godly people. God speaks through godly people. I don't necessarily say that he never speaks through others that are ungodly. Some extraordinary instances, but God speaks. We're going to trust those who are his followers, who are godly people. Now, I want to go through these four things and walk through part of Exodus chapter 18 as we do that, okay? So if you have your Bibles, we'll turn to Exodus chapter 18, and I think it'll be on the screen. Uh, this is, this is uh, where we're showing, uh, we're, we're showing interaction, things are happening between Moses, he's now in the desert there with the people of Israel, and his father-in-law, Moses' father-in-law, whose name is Jethro, all right? Let's pick up with verse 1. And, and I want you to notice when we read these verses that you cannot mistake that when you cannot mistake in these verses that Jethro is Moses' father-in-law. Interesting that Moses, you know, author wrote this book, so I guess he wanted everybody to know his father-in-law, but didn't, anyway, but um, maybe his father-in-law wanted to know his father-in-law. But Moses' father-in-law, Jethro, the priest of Midian, heard about everything God had done for Israel, his people. He'd heard especially about how the Lord had rescued them from Egypt. Earlier, Moses had sent his wife and his two sons back to Jethro, who, was taken, uh, who had, had taken them. So, so actually, Moses had sent his wife and two sons to go and be, spend time to be with Jethro while he was leading the nation of Israel, and they were there in the wilderness. And now in verse 5, pick up at verse 5, Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, now came to visit Moses in the wilderness. And naturally, he brought Moses' wife and his two sons with him, and they arrived while Moses and the people were camped near the mountain of God. Verse 6, Jethro had sent a message to Moses saying, I, Jethro, your father-in-law, am coming to see you with your wife and your two sons. So Moses went out to meet the father-in-law. He bowed down and kissed him, and they asked about each other's welfare, and then they went into Moses' tent. And Moses told his father-in-law everything the Lord had done to Pharaoh in Egypt on behalf of Israel. He also told him about all the hardships they'd experienced along the way and how the Lord had rescued or delivered his people from all their troubles. Verse 9 Jethro was delighted when he heard about all the good things the Lord had done for Israel as he rescued them from the hand of the Egyptians. And this is how he responded, verse 10. Praise the Lord, Jethro said, for he has rescued you from the Egyptians and from Pharaoh. Yes, he has rescued Israel from the powerful hand of Egypt. I know that the Lord is greater than all other gods because he's rescued his people from this oppression the oppression of the proud Egyptians. Then Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, 
brought burnt offerings and sacrifices to God. And Aaron and all the elders of Israel came out and joined him in a sacrificial meal in God's presence. So it's important. God speaks. It's important that the people we surround ourselves with or the, the intentional people, the planned people that we listen to, are people who have a firm relationship with the Lord. Their lifestyle line, not perfect people, but these are people who really know God. And we can see where, we can see kind of a description of where Jethro was, we could say, in his, in his belief, in his being. Jethro appears to be a godly man. First of all, first of all, it says he's a priest, priest of Midian. Then it said that when he heard about what the Lord had done for Moses and for, for Israel, he rejoiced. And he said, there's, there's just no God like the true God. He's greater than any. He was delighted in the good things that were happening. And this is important. When people are speaking into your life, they need to be people who rejoice with you. They need to be people that cry with you too, but people that can rejoice with you. People that can say, yes, look what the Lord has done. Who praise the Lord like Jethro did. And, and notice here at the conclusion of these verses, it says that, that he, he offered burnt offerings, sacrifices. This was, this was a show of, of where he was in his following God and attributing all this to God. And this was an offering of thanksgiving to him. So it's important to understand God speaks through godly people. Second, God speaks to us through people when we're open to listen. There may be some of you that have kind of closed yourself off from hearing God speak through other people. Picking up with Exodus 18, verse 13, the next day, understand this, we said what happened when he came there, he was with Moses, went in his tent, and then heard about the news, and he offered sacrifices, burnt offerings, thanksgiving. And then it comes up in verse 13, says, and on the next day, here's what happened. Moses took his seat to hear the people's disputes against each other. They waited before him from morning till evening. And when Moses' father-in-law saw all that Moses was doing for the people, he asked him, what are you really accomplishing? In other words, what in the world are you doing here? What's going on here? What do you think you're really accomplishing? Why are you trying to do all of this by yourself? Do all of it alone while everyone else stands around from morning till evening? And here was Moses' reply. He said, because the people come to me to get a ruling from God. And when a dispute arises, they come to me and I'm the one who settles the case between them. I, I inform the people of God's decrees and I give them his instructions. Now this is, look at this. Here, here his father-in-law comes up and, and says, what are you doing here? And Moses responds. He tells him what he's been doing. This is necessary. I need to do this. And it sounds like, man, wow, Moses. You mean you're willing to invest that much of your time and energy and work so hard? You think, oh, daddy-in-law there might say, well, wow, Moses, you're a hard worker. This must be tough. But listen, that's not what happened. Look. Verse 17. Here's what the father-in-law, Jethro, said to Moses. This is not good. 
You're going to wear yourself out, and you're going to wear the people out too. This job is too heavy a burden for you to handle all by yourself. Now, Moses could have been arrogant. Hey, wait. Hey, wait, Jethro. My father, you don't have you don't have the right to say that to me here. You don't know what I've gone through. You don't know what I experience every day. Look, I'm the man. You understand? I am the man. I'm the man. And there's no one else to do it here. And he could have responded arrogantly and not been willing to hear this word of correction. He said, I'm a big deal. You know, when I think about that, I realize that our culture today has a real problem when it comes to hearing correction. Let me add this. The church, we as believers, often are not really good at receiving correction from other people. I mean, it's in our society now from little ones on up through. Look at the news media. Some of you teachers deal with it in your classroom. Some of you parents deal with it in your home where there are those who says, I don't, have to, I don't have to listen to anybody else because I know what is best. And this is a real issue. We might speak to this here in a few weeks. Uh, this is a real issue when it comes to following God and when it comes to our family and when it comes to relationship with others is this idea of what does it mean to respect. How important is it? Anyway, we see that Moses, the Bible says in Exodus 18, verse 24, that Moses didn't reject that word. It says, Moses listened to his father-in-law advice and he followed his suggestions. Amazing verse. Moses was humble enough to say, I I hear you. I hear you, Jethro. I hear you. I see that. Amazing verse in Numbers chapter 12, verse 5, especially when you realize that Moses was... (laughs) Moses was involved in, in the writing or in us getting, you know, the first five books in the Bible, the book, and, and Numbers is one of them. Numbers chapter 5 verse 12 says, Moses was more humble than any man on earth. Now, I don't know where that's something he said. <laughs> but I believe it's the truth. I believe it's true. The third reason that God speaks through people, God speaks to us through people to give us wisdom and perspective on things. Sometimes we're too close, we're too involved in a situation that we're not open to anything else, that we have the wrong perspective or a lack of perspective of what's really going on here. I have a blind spot. Do you know some parents have a blind spot when it comes to their kids? I'm not picking on parents or families this morning. I'm just saying that that's true. But any of us can have a blind spot when it comes to certain things, and we're already convinced that some, this is what's true, this is the way it is, and we, we just, that's the way it is. But oftentimes we need to get a new perspective. We need to see things in a different fashion, perhaps, more clearly. When you listen to other people that God puts in your life, then it can help give you greater wisdom and perspective. Look at chapter 18 of Exodus, verse 19. Here's Jethro, the father-in-law, speaking to Moses. Now listen to me, and let me give you a word of advice, and may God be with you. 
You should continue to be the people's representative before God, bringing their disputes to Him. Teach them God's decrees and give them instructions. Show them how to conduct their lives. But select from all the people some capable, honest men who fear God and hate bribes. In other words, they can't be bought. They're men of integrity, men you can trust. Appoint them as leaders over groups of 1,000, 100, 50, and 10. In other words, spread out the responsibilities there. Multiply leadership. Verse 22, they should always be available to, I mean, these are people, you know, when you're choosing someone to serve, to minister, it's important that it's not just people who know something, but it's people who are willing to serve. And he's, it's not these people, it's not just who these people are in their character and how much they know. He says they should always be available. We should say make themselves available to solve people's common disputes. But well, the major cases need to be brought to you. Let the leaders decide the smaller matters and help you carry the load, making it easier for you. You have to understand here with what was, had been going on with Moses, he couldn't see what he couldn't see. He was doing all he knew to do. He never thought about doing it any other way. But God used someone to speak in his life to give him more wisdom and to give him a different perspective so he could see the big picture. That he was killing himself and he wasn't being that much help to the other people. And that God had a better way. Now Moses had good intentions. I mean, the method he was using was a bad method, but he had good intentions. Oftentimes people will have great intentions, but their methods are not that great. You know, it's true. We oftentimes judge other people by their actions and judge ourselves by our intentions. Proverbs chapter 19, verse 20 and 21, the Bible says, Listen to counsel and receive instruction that you may be wise in your lighter days. New Living Translation. Get all the advice and instruction you can so you will be wise the rest of your life. Verse 21 says, there are many plans in a man's heart. Nevertheless, the Lord's counsel, that's the one that will stand. Amen. Number four, God speaks to us through people, but we need to test it. It must be tested or measured alongside the scripture and alongside perhaps what God is already speaking into your life. And what they're saying is really confirming something that you're already hearing inside of you, something you're already thinking. It just confirms what, you, what God is already speaking to you. Understand, when it comes to hearing God, everything must be measured and aligned by the Scripture, the Word of God. That's our rule for faith and practice. Everything is judged based upon that. But if we're going to allow people to, to, to if we're going to hear them, first of all, we want to be open to hearing them, be willing to listen. I mentioned some of the instances where we have problems doing that. We want to be open to how the Lord uses other people to speak into our lives. But we don't want to be gullible. We want to discern. We want to be able to measure it and test it. 
Exodus chapter 18, verse 23. See, you need to know that what they're saying, align it with what you believe God's will is, what God is saying. I think we see this in Exodus chapter 18, verse 23. Here's what Jethro, Moses' father-in-law, says. If you follow this advice and... If God tells you to do this, if God commands you to do this, then you'll be able to endure the pressures and all these people will go home in peace. He says, if you listen to my advice and if God okays this, if this lines up with God's word, then the results are going to be great. The results are going to be blessing to you and it's going to be blessing to others in your life. I don't want to leave this this morning without saying that it's not only about other people speaking to our lives, it's about us being ready and being equipped to speak into other people's lives. You and I speaking into other people's lives. In order to be more effective to do that, first of all, of course, we need to pray for God's wisdom and insight and trust that he'll guide us in what to say. Also, we need to invest time in the Word of God to meditate on the Scripture because God speaks through His Scripture. The Logos, the written Word, the entire Scripture, and Rhema, the Word that He quickens and brings alive to us that perhaps He wants us to sow into someone else's life. Thirdly, it's important. If we're going to, to, be, uh, uh, to be able to share in people's lives effectively, we need to learn to be sensitive to the Holy Spirit. We must learn to hear the Holy Spirit. And finally, we must be willing to be courageous and speak the truth. But speaking love. And extremely important. It's important to discern things. When you're trying to figure out where something's from the Lord or not, you have to measure it by something that is always true. And that's the scripture. That's the word of God. It never changes. The character of God, the nature of God, it never changes. The will of God. Align it with that. Because we're hearing all sorts of things. All sorts of things. I, one, little, one little thing that maybe we need to insert here is that when people are trying to speak in your life and they're speaking things that bring fear on you, that it's not from the Lord. God does not speak to you from fear. If you're ever about to make a fear-based decision, back up. Because God doesn't give us a spirit of fear but a power of love and a sound mind. Here is what we need to know today, that in fact, God expresses himself through human channels like you and me. Isn't that amazing that he would use us, that he would work through us to impart truth and to sow into other people's lives, to counsel and give advice, to... Uh, to when the Lord, for, particularly for those who walk in this, and I think everyone, God can move in everyone's life to do this, but for those who, who are given a prophetic word, personal prophecy, or for those who operate in the, the word, giving the word of knowledge or wisdom, and I think these are available in most people's lives if we learn to walk in them. But there are some people that, that walk uh, in a fashion in those that this is a, a, one of the, I think one of the real gifts, primary gifts that God uses in their life. But we need to be open to those. You know, if we'll be open to what God wants to say through people, it can be a tremendous blessing to us. Yes, use caution, be discerning, but don't shut your ears. Don't fail to hear what God is saying when he's speaking through a brother or sister in Christ.
even if you know them well, God can be speaking a powerful word and doing a powerful work in them. I need to ask a question. Do you have somebody in your life like that? Who do you have? Who do you have in your life that you trust to sow in your life, that you've given permission to speak into your life? All of us, all of us need that. Each one of us need that. Parents, a spiritual leader, a mature believer. Or, and I think this is very valuable and something that we need to move forward to is this was certainly a part of our ministry in the early days, is to commit to be in a close relationship with a small group of people. With a smaller, oftentimes God will use in, in a setting of just a, a few people or a small group or covenant group, God will speak in that environment. And I think that's a powerful way. You're in a, you're in a safe environment, an environment where you trust these people. You can be open. I just want us this morning... I want us as believers to be willing and to be sensitive to what God wants to speak through other people in our lives, weigh it, measure it, but believe that he is, that he will do that, be open to it, have faith that he's doing that, align it with the truth of God's word, and then follow through. God is bringing this to you to be a blessing. Right? To be a blessing. Thank God he's still speaking, right? And he's still speaking to us. Come on, stand up, give him praise. Give him praise today. Come on. Come on. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for speaking to us. He's a God of revelation. He's not shut himself off from us. And we want to be good listeners. Before we go, I want to pray over you, Father. I thank you for a wonderful time together in worship and fellowship in your word. Help us, Lord, to learn from some of the very practical things that we saw in your word today. Thank you, God, that you want to communicate with us. The very creator of the heavens and the earth and everything. And here we are, Lord, and you speak to us and you want us to hear. Your word says, he who has ears to hear, let him hear. And oh, Lord, how, how we've missed it at times and how we've messed up because we were not willing to really listen to you. That's what these weeks are about, Lord, as we look into this deeper is for us, Lord, to become better listeners and to allow you to speak in our lives in many different ways, helping us to grow in our faith and grow in our relationship with you and grow, Lord, in fulfilling the purpose you've called us to. I pray over every person in this building, first of all, should there be anyone here this morning that you just simply need to be sure about your salvation, whoever calls on the name of the Lord, if you'll trust him, believe that Jesus died on the cross for you, rose from the dead, and you invite him into your life, surrender your life to him, you need to do that right now. Now, do it right now. Just from your heart to his, I'm telling you, he'll hear you. And if you do that, you need to know that you'll receive what he's promised. Your sin's forgiven, a brand new life in him. Now you need to learn, you need to grow. And that's what we want to do is to work with you and help you grow. Lord, I pray that as you've moved on, some people make that decision today, Lord. 
that they will confess that today, that they'll acknowledge that to someone around them, perhaps even after our worship time here today, perhaps come to the front, Lord, and just acknowledge, just acknowledge. Just want to stop here a moment and say, I would, I would love to, if you've made that decision this morning, before you go home, I'd love for you to come up. You can ask me about that decision or if you made that decision to, the first time today to follow Christ or maybe you've kind of been away in your walk with the Lord and today you say, Lord, I just really want to be back where I need to be with you. I'll be right here at the front for a few minutes. I'd love for you to come up and share and I'd love to just simply pray with you. And Lord, I pray over every individual here in this building today. Thank you for the wonderful time we've had together. And I pray that the words, Lord, that were shared will be words that will help us And I pray for every individual here that they will become more effective listeners and that we will allow you to speak into our lives every day. And Lord, that we will be open to listening to others that you have called, that you've positioned in our lives to sow your truth, your word, your counsel to us. Today, I want to thank you for this wonderful time together. We offer our praise and worship to you. We love you. And be with each one as they go from this place with your protecting hand in Jesus' name. And everybody in the house says amen. amen. God bless you.